we are, back with foibles. We're going to talk today on the subject of South Korea and our own relationship with South Korea. A timely topic, I think, given what's going on. I know that before I started, Zoe started me watching Korean drama and so forth, and we talked about Korea. I knew really nothing about Korea, to the point that the two Koreas were the good Korea and the bad Korea. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I didn't know anything about Korea either, aside from um, maybe a couple of old school friends who played K-pop music at some point near me. But one day I ended up just renting a Korean drama from Scarecrow Video and, and you say it. I watched it all. <laughs> say, say the title. <laughs> um, it was, which one was it? A Sung Kyung Kwan Scandal. And it's kind of great. It was like a historical mm-hmm. series based in, do you, do you even know what era it was? I don't. Joseon, I think. Probably Joseon. That, that's the favorite era because yeah. they have the good hats. They <laughs> have the good hats in Joseon. <laughs> yeah, if you go earlier, the hats are just really simple. <laughs> but uh, the hats in, in, in during the Joseon period is, are pretty awesome and for both men and women. It was pretty cool. Um, Soon Kyung Kwan is actually a famous university in Seoul that's been there for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, and like that, I think that's like since the 1300s, I think. Yeah. Uh, or maybe this show took place in the 1300s and there there it was. And yeah, and, and what was really delightful uh, about the Korean drama itself is that one of the actors, and you fill in the name here, Zoe, you'll have to look it up because I can't remember his Mi- name. Mickey, yeah. Me. No, not Mickey. Oh. Fanboy. Oh. <laughs> uh, one of the actors actually attended that university himself and when uh we actually so um uh, well we're getting out we're getting out of (laughs) we need to be organized i'm sorry (laughs) let's start back at the beginning of our first knowledge of korea and then we can move on to our later adventures in korea itself but i um so the show was like a school kind of a school drama historical school (laughs) drama farce about a girl who dresses up as a boy to attend this university and it ensues from there right and it does star one of the uh, i guess hottest k-pop singers a big big star uh mickey park Mm -hmm. he goes by mickey apparently he lived in the united states for a while and he got the nickname mickey i forget what is anyway quite adorable Quite adorable. Did a very good job. We liked him a lot. And uh, the female lead was very good, whose name, again, I, I'm i terrible with names. It might have been Soon Young Park or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, female lead was, was pretty adorable, and she did a really great job because she was fiery, mm-hmm. and, and she did have pratfalls and stuff, but she wasn't like... Gibberingly, <laughs> gibber, gibberingly stupid, which is how... That's the one trope we can't stand. Yeah. That oh. comes up over and over again in Korean dramas. There was one about a chef that was... I love the chef part and the food part and all this, but the female was a... a excuse my language. A fucking idiot. She was just <laughs> the stupid. I mean, kill her now. She was so stupid. I really... And I hate that. I hate that because it just... It wasn't adorable it was just it was insulting and i really hated it because she was a professional woman she was a journalist i think i just couldn't stand it so there's a (laughs) sorry excuse me i really hate that there's like a wide world of korean dramas and some of them are bright stars and a lot of them just follow they have every trope in them that they could possibly have and that's that's a huge one which kind of reflects on i'd say i don't know a culture of like misogyny and yeah infantilizing women yeah but we will give you a list of real of our good k dramas and of course 
there are other people who are much greater experts than we are in this area, but we've watched several. Um, so anyway, uh, but I need to go back. We need to go back further in time. Okay. Before the, your birth <laughs> into my childhood. Ooh. And to say the very first time I ever heard of Korea was my father had been in the army and he was in Korea after the conflict. He wasn't there during the, the uh, Korean conflict, as they call it. Um, but he served a couple of years, I think it was a two-year stint, in the army afterwards. So it was before, I was born in 58. So it was before I, he even got married, so, which was like in 57. So it was early, mid-50s that he was mm. over in Korea. And oh. that's all he ever said about it. That and how to f- field strip a cigarette. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Back in the day, he would still do it. And basically... Field stripping a cigarette. In those days, they didn't have filters on the cigarettes. Uh, they were just tubes of tobacco. So what you did is you sliced the, the, the stub of the cigarette open. You sprinkled the tobacco over the ground because it's, you know, it's dirt colored. And then you take the piece of paper and put it in your pocket. That's field stripping a cigarette. So I assume if they do it now, they stick the filter in their pocket too. So that was that. I, that and how to make a bed the army way, which is <laughs> he was trying to, <laughs> trying to make us make our beds the army way, which I don't think I ever grasped <laughs> or was able to do. Not about that, especially with the upper bunk, it makes it harder. <laughs> Why would you field strip a cigarette? Like oh, so the enemy for? can't say, oh, Americans have been here. Look at the cigarette okay. stubs laying on the ground. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> and also probably if you were in the in the. Uh, I was going to say fort in the base, at the base, you know, and there wasn't a trash can around, you could get rid of your cigarette butt without littering. Right. Which would not be okay. But I I think he said it was primarily to, yeah. So anyway, that was my first uh, taste of Korea. And then then the other thing was, if we didn't eat, we should eat because there were starving children in Korea. (laughs) See, now, it used to be China. When I was a kid, it was, there were starving children in China. But because, I guess because my father was in Korea, it became Korea because it was far away. I don't know that Korea was that poor necessarily in children. I mean, they are in North Korea, they are. So maybe he was talking about North Korea. But South Korea is a pretty, you know. Is, a booming industrial it, it's place. It's a first yeah. world nation, I mean, you know. So I'm sure there there's poverty there, but it is it is a first world nation. <laughs> it's like... It sounded like it made it sound like it was some poor backwater, you know what I mean? (laughs) So anyway, that was what they would say. And every time they would, my mother, my mother said it. My father, he didn't. He just gave us the back of his hand and said, eat. My mother was the one who used the the poor starving children to elicit our sympathy. And and all I thought was, I'd look at the food and go, how does it help them for me to eat this? Right. (laughs) In what way does it benefit those poor kids? You know, so I never could, uh, I was was never sucked in by that uh, fallacy. (laughs) So anyway, that was my first. And then nothing. Nothing, uh, even in school, when we did history, we learned Truman, Korean conflict, because the communists were moving down the coastline through China, whatever, and they were, you know, through China and coming down, and then there was a conflict, and... That was it. That's all I ever learned. We didn't really learn anything about... Until I was middle-aged and living in Seattle, I never heard of kimchi, which apparently is <laughs> what Koreans go... Korean-Americans, I've heard, just go nuts. They, it makes them their, them just grit their teeth because... Yeah. That's the only thing anybody knows is kimchi. Gotcha. So it's, so it's like in order to relate, people who are non-Korean 
bring up kimchi. Yeah. So um, anyway, so that was the first time I learned anything about the culture at all. So, And since then, I've learned a little more. Yeah. Kimchi is booming in Seattle. It sure um, is. We make our own. We yeah. love it so much. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and Korean media is starting to kind of infiltrate. Oh, I totally! Think, oh my everywhere. gosh! And um, I think I just got into it because it was at Scarecrow, but now it's becoming more and more common. And that Scarecrow video, for those of you who haven't listened to us before, the greatest video store on the planet Earth is located in Seattle, Washington, brick and mortar. See it? Go there. Yeah. Okay. Fiftieth um, and Roosevelt. Yeah, they did lose their Korean distributor though, so they mm-hmm. haven't been getting any new. Uh, new dramas or anything like that which is a shame yeah yeah, it really is a shame uh it is booming it's fantastic yeah and it's great stuff it's 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 like it's crack for the 16 year old girl inside you (laughs) inside anyone that's what i'm saying any person that's what i'm saying i i watch that and i just (laughs) all that high school Romance, Fe- romance, uh, feelings, suspense, uh, hard, giggling. the hardworking, downtrodden heroine, you know, usually be- becomes accepted by a group that, like, you know, brings fun into her life. She does, well, she, yeah, she's always, and it, and it is, yeah. it's very, it's female-centric. Mm-hmm. And, oh my gosh, and it's just, I, you giggle, you can't stop watching it. When we, when Zoe... Oh, you can shame me. Sun Kyung Kwan scandal. When we watch Sun Kyung, I call it scandal. So when we watch scandal, Zoe Zoe was watching it. She said to me, Mom, this is good. You should watch some of this. I said, oh, yeah, okay, well, whatever, you know. Because you, I don't know if it's because you were born here, but you have a much more, you have a greater attraction to Asian cultures than I do. I tend to be like Eurocentric and Mm -hmm. I love England. And I mean, who doesn't? But, um so you have brought more of like you were always into anime and manga and it's just that that at least that part of the asian popular culture is very is rife here in in your generation and people really know it and love it for sure and so you brought the korean influence into my life and uh, i started watching it and i'm like (gasps) (laughs) oh my brain went on did go on crack oh my god i love this so much and i love the history and the hats and it's the, true yeah and the love and the oh my gosh and, the, and they've got the trope down perfectly just perfectly and and, so, the, and they're long so they really build a relationship over do. time the good ones um some of them are too long yeah that's 32 true. episodes can be a and little like 40 minutes an episode or whatever yeah. um, the 16 episodes are usually pretty yeah. pretty good arc and so i was watching it and i gotta say i was actually i remember because i was I went camping. I had watched the series maybe a third of the way in. Yeah, I was yeah. really enjoying it. And I told her, oh, I've got this. You should check it out. And then I left to go camping for about a week. Oh, okay. And so you just started watching it. And of course, being you, you just like, you were barrel- like <laughs> barreling through the series and like getting it further than I was. And you were texting me about it and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't watch it. I'm camping. <laughs> I know. Like, Well, and then we started watching it together. Yeah. And I said, okay, but then you weren't keeping up. And we got to the, the best part where they were going to reveal that she was a girl and not, cause, because the, the trouble of this, it was just wonderful, was that the lead man, who's like all, it's sort of like Pride and Prejudice in a way, because he was sort of like a Darcy. Yeah. He was stiff. He act only acted totally on principle. He was brave. I mean, he had a lot of good qualities, but he was also kind of a poker up the behind kind of guy and but he kept he was 
he kept being so attracted to this other young man and he couldn't understand it and they had this great relationship and the banter and da 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 but he was very very disturbed because he might be homosexual yeah and and it was a cool way of kind of like introducing that topic which is not usually dealt with at all and they did and they did it really well in that he was kind of accused of it yeah and he was like first of all he kind of stood up like there's nothing wrong with this but in the knowing in the culture that this person who he loved that that person would be harmed by any hint of this kind of relationship he went off he went away yeah and went into solitude so that they they couldn't you know they couldn't have the re- any kind of relationship and everything. so anyway then we we uh, we're destroying this for you but i mean you know this is going to happen he finds out that she's a girl and of course everything changes and um and it was just like it was coming it was coming yeah like, ah! <laughs> and i couldn't wait i was like i'm not waiting for her she's taking forever <laughs> i'm gonna watch this so i love that one and and that was the kind of the gateway into the Korean culture. And then we started watching some other ones. And I have to say, even though Scandal was very enjoyable, and I thought it was the best one ever, it really wasn't. Yeah. I think there were other ones that are even better. So do you think we should name some now, or should we go on to some other topics? In, uh... Let's talk about some other stuff and then wrap up with some more of our okay, favorites. Okay, that, that's good. I uh, So... Um, Personally, one thing that really intrigued me about these series, um, because they have a lot of historical ones, but also modern ones, and um, watching some of the modern ones, the, like, food culture really kind of hooked me. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, yeah. Because, I don't know, a a lot of it's kind of about eating, or there are a lot of scenes about eating, people bonding over food and and stuff. stuff. And making food, yeah. Yeah. And then um, Korean food, of course, has, comes out, and it has all these dishes, like side dishes, and then you have your main like bowl of rice or bowl of food, and you're taking from all these dishes. It's super communal and colorful and just like looks so good. Yeah, um, oh, it is good. And it's presented very aesthetically yeah. um, in a different way from like Japanese food or Chinese food. But um, And then they have chimek, all these like... Chimek, <laughs> chimek, <laughs> <laughs> They have like all these dishes for like tea and stuff, and I'm really into collecting cups and mugs, mm-hmm. so that kind of hooked me too. Um, and so I started eating more Korean food and just becoming more interested in Korean in general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we do... So I guess the next thing is that... Chimek, chimek. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there, we'll get oh, there. Okay. <laughs> um, I graduated college about two years ago, and as I was graduating, I applied for a fellowship that the college offers called the Bonderman, um, which is basically a really rich man who gives you a lot of money to go travel. Um to become a better global citizen and you get to choose your route and you don't study, you just travel as you go. Um, it's amazing. So anybody who goes to the UW should apply. UW is University of Washington for anybody who doesn't live in this area. Thank you. Um, I know Un- University of Washington and it's undergraduate and graduate for all fellowship. our listeners outside of Washington. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you East coasters. Yeah. Well, you know, um, and we should say that the, the money that Mr. Bonderman gives to and he gives it to a, how many students like 25 a year mm, something more like um 16 16 years yeah is well spent yeah uh, his his intent i think is fulfilled oh for sure you know um, really you really did broaden you you really are did come back a different more mature person yeah yeah and i've talked to a lot of people who maybe thought they knew what they wanted to do when they graduated school and then they came back with all with a lot more perspective and a lot more questions about it um and just your ability, I mean, you took charge. Mm-hmm. Now you, you know, you're not hesitant about organizing things or 
stepping into something and sussing it out and 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 that that really was a a huge step in your growth I think for sure because um, I completely relied on you when I went to Korea. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I just I, I was just holding on to go. Oh my God! If we get separated, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so when I applied for this fellowship, I knew, of course, that one of the places I would go would be Korea because Mom and I had been watching these shows and bonded over it so much. And I knew I was also going to Japan, and they're very close together. Um, and so I got the fellowship, and I went on my trip, and I went to South America first, and then I went to Asia in the second half. Um, and I showed up in Korea a few weeks early because I was like, I gotta know Seoul. Like, <laughs> uh, I bought my mom a plane ticket to come and visit me, and uh, I was like, I, for a week, right? For a week, yep. yep. And I spent a couple weeks there in a hostel, um, just getting to know the city and stuff, so that I could take mom to places that I liked. And I ended up meeting a few people that were really fun, and like also met up with us. The the really cool thing is that when I was looking for my hostel, I wasn't quite sure where to look. Obviously, price was a factor. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to stay in the like partiest neighborhood. Um, or or since I was coming, we didn't want to have like a communal room. It just that wouldn't work. We wanted to have our own room, a private room. Yeah. yeah. And so um, one that I hit on that was like very inexpensive. Also, they had good directions to the hostel, which is a really important <laughs> factor if you don't have Wi-Fi, which I didn't. Was in the neighborhood right next to Soon Kyung Kwan University, yeah, which yeah. is really why I picked it. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. So that was cool. We got to stay there and like look at the historical campus. It's really beautiful. One thing that South Korea has been really good at is preserving like old buildings Mm -hmm. traditional dress like hanbok it's definitely a thing for young people to go and like dress up and take photos and then you show them off to your friends because your social media present photo trail is really really important to young people in korea even more so than other places i think everything is about photographing what you're doing i totally noticed that yeah and and we did go to an old castle or, or palace there were just so many young well, it, it was really female, though. I mm-hmm. think it was more... And I couples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dressed up and taking the pictures and mm-hmm. walking around in the in the traditional clothes. You're thinking, well, they must be here for an event. Or, you know, they're, maybe they're hired to, you know, gussy up the place. Or like Colonial Williamsburg or something, you know. But no, they you know, they were just regular people coming there to sort of partake of their heritage. Seen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seen, exactly. Yeah, there was really a lot of that. I have to say, when we when we went to Korea, we went to a lot of places. Had a couple adventures, which were fun. But my mm-hmm. favorite place in Seoul was this amazing park that had a filigree fin de uh, greenhouse. And the greenhouse, beautiful glass greenhouse, was actually built by the Japanese when they were occupying Korea. So there was, you know, that's an interesting thing. But the, uh, I don't know who takes care of it. I'll say Parks Department, just because that's generically what I'm trying to talk about. They take beautiful care of it. There's all sorts of those wonderful plants and exhibits and things you go through. It's just it's just beautiful and pretty. And then there was a lake there, a small lake and with benches around and the trees and there was pretty clear to me that the trees were really artfully planted. It wasn't just like let's plant a bunch of trees kind of like we do here like a Put these, them around. These, yeah, and these fill tre- in these, the spot. These are good trees, and these so put these. But they they were they were layered so that the you know if you're looking at the lake and you look across the lake, the taller ones are in back, the shorter ones are in front. The, and there were color gradations of the leaves, and this was in the summer, so it wasn't like fall, which must have been amazing in the fall. And it was oddly enough just sitting on that bench, in that park, and going through that greenhouse for me was the most beautiful 
memory I have, and it's something that I remember very vividly. I remember you saying that to me in the moment, too. Yeah. You just didn't want to leave. You were like, can we, let's just sit here for a while. And it was really, yeah, it was quiet, calm. And it might have even stood out more because it's in the center of such this, like, booming metropolis. Mm-hmm. So much information kind of assaults you. Very different from Seattle. Um, and we have a lot of signage here and a lot going on. But well, it's also intense. And maybe it's because of where we are in Seattle because we live in a neighborhood. And it's sort of like all of Seoul is like downtown, downtown Seattle, where cars are going and people are walking and, and the streets are super wide. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, they're like four lanes on either side in some places. Yeah. And it's... There are more businesses too, even yes. even more. They don't seem to have, uh, they have different kinds of ideas. Like we have the zoning, okay, single family and this and that. And the hostels and so forth and the apartments are all interspersed in commercial areas. So everything is kind of mashed together. And so it's more intense, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, by the way, this park that we were in, it was it was attached to a palace, so it was adjacent to a yeah, palace. That's right. And do you remember it's which been, palace it was? It's been too long. It was very near our hostel. We yeah. just walked over there. Um, I'll look it up and we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't find the palace actually all that interesting, especially since I've seen and it's all the facade of it. Like you can't really yeah. go in and walk through the rooms or anything. They're not restored like that. That's probably why there are so many of them around. Yeah. But. Well, and also I'd seen I'd seen these things actually revivified in the Korean dramas. So that's why I went in and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I've seen, maybe it was even filmed here. I don't know, but I've seen this before. And it, it was sort of the living environment that I found so, so beautiful. Kind of moving that artistic creation of yeah. that space. So that was, that was an interesting one for me. And then uh, the other thing was... So we stayed in Seoul for most of the week. And G-Mick. then... <laughs> oh, yeah, so there's some great things. Um, one thing... That's really wonderful that uh, Korea is obsessed with food. There are different things you do on different occasions. And one of our favorite things was to go out after a day and you go and you get chimek, which is a mashup of the words chicken and mekju, which is beer in in Hangul. And so we we had a friend, a wonderful friend, May, who um, is coming to visit us soon, um, and she took us out. We went out on our own. There, there are tons of chicken restaurants everywhere. Yeah, and all kinds of different kinds of chicken, spicy chicken, whatever. But, but the beer is, you get this gigantic hunking thing. I mean, it's more than a pint. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's more than a pint, isn't it? Four pints, maybe. Yeah. Two, okay, two pints. Two pints, maybe. And you get this big hunk of thing, but the beer is very light. It goes down so easy. And then you get you can get whatever kind of chicken you want with it, and you're just sitting there. And the beer is perfect with chicken. It is so good with chicken. Mm-hmm. I haven't found a beer here, even... If I, I think we bought a Korean beer and it wasn't the right kind, I guess, and it wasn't exactly right, but mm-hmm. it was just, a, but it, it was light, but it wasn't thin, so it wasn't like that acidic, thin kind of beer. It was just very floral kind yeah, of, yeah, and just very, very light. I loved not it. Not hoppy, yeah. yeah, yeah, not hoppy at all. I don't care for hops, and that it was very, very good. We loved yeah. that. You just get chicken and you get beer and then you have more beer and then you get more chicken and you get really drunk like yeah. you do in Korea. And, and get stuffed and then go, whoa, <laughs> oh, so great. and then you throw up. Oh god, which is the trope in a yeah, in almost true. every Korean drama is somebody throws up on somebody's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> You know you've got, like, a love connection if you throw up on someone's shoes. Yeah, exactly right. And then I think that was the things that I remembered most about Seoul, really. Was yeah. and, and going through the... Walking uh, around the commercial area. The subway yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. The yeah. train system there. Boy, that was, that's an example. I know. That blew my mind. Yeah. That was a huge thing about my trip that really changed my 
feeling of what Seattle is as a city. How pathetic our public <laughs> transportation yeah. and inconvenient and difficult it is and how they've got it down. Mm-hmm. They've really got a good good train system there. They have a little screen that shows the train and how close it is to yeah, you and it's, it's like awesome. blinking towards you and you're like, I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> like, come on, come on, come yeah. on. <laughs> that, is, that is very, very good. And then we were going to take a trip to this tea place a tea field plantation but it would have been like a five-hour bus ride and I was like after having sat on the plane I think my flight was like 13 hours or something Mm -hmm. I was like in a week I can't do another long sitting trip given that I'm going to be flying back in a week so we we nixed that one and we found this amazing paradise called Nami Island that's N-A-M-I right Mm -hmm. oh Loved it. Oh, it was so fantastic. We found a hotel. And the hotel there was, it was like a real price. It wasn't like a hostel. But it wasn't, it wasn't like I think it was here. about $70 a night. That's, um, that's for very, a room for two. Yeah, yeah. that's a very good price. And it was a nice yeah. room. It was yeah. nice. And it even had little soaps and things. Yeah. <laughs> like definitely really pocketed some. Yeah. And and the island was beautiful. Yeah. So it's a tiny, it's like a tiny man-made island inside of a really large lake, basically. And it's definitely kind of a tourist attraction. Because of that one, there's a Korean drama there's, from the 90s. Right? Yeah. A very old what was Korean it? drama. What's it called? Oh, we should look this up. Snow, something about snow. Snow something. We'll we'll put it in the, in the notes. Something. It was like a school Korean drama, and they fall in love. But there's one scene where they go and they go out of the city, and they have this date or whatever, and they make snowmen. They make snowmen, and, it, and it's on Nami Island that they go. So you can zip line in, or you can take the ferry in. I wish we'd zip line. I know. Gosh, <laughs> darn it, we were we were too cheap to do I know. it. We should have done it. Gosh. And they they have um there's like the maybe the center of the island is this really large tree like super straight, super tall, thick tree-lined walkway with lights and everything. Oh, beautiful. beautiful. And then they had many different artists make art installations everywhere. And they maintain it. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's uh, the Korean culture, Mm -hmm. um, but people don't seem to be interested in defacing things and trashing things and throwing shit stuff on the the ground. Like you said fucking earlier. Yeah, that's right. You can swear as much as you want. Um, (laughs) You know, there seems to be somewhat of a respect for the environment, which I swear. It's just not in American DNA yet. Well, because we're too individualistic, you know. It's like, oh, God, that drives me crazy. But it was really nice because, you know, there were a lot of people there during the day, a lot. Mm -hmm. But it was pristine. It was beautiful. I mean, first of all, because people didn't mess it up. But also, whoever was in charge of this place, amazing job. Because not only did they have art and really cool buildings in the central area if you went out along the edge of the island and just took a walk and you're just kind of going through some trees like the walkways were designed they were made of wood and they and the uh wood uh panels that you were walking on would be maybe offset or they would have a pattern in them or the railing would have you know it would be um the split rails but designed in a really interesting way so everything had a touch of artistry and you go around and i kind of looked them i don't know if i saw any you don't see any garbage cans like those big stinky dumpsters behind restaurants where they throw stuff and and like stinky old alleyways that you often see behind buildings you didn't see any of that. Mm-hmm. So in front and behind, it had a really high quality of aesthetic. 
the the view of course was so beautiful and there was like cotton spores coming off the trees mm-hmm. so if you went to stand and look at the water there'd be these like tiny white fluff balls just flying over the water um one of the things to do there is rent rent a bicycle mm-hmm. and uh as many of my friends know i never learned to ride a bicycle but mom and i have um ridden tandem bikes together since i was small <laughs> And you can rent a tandem bicycle there. It's mostly a couple's activity, but we totally rented one um, in the morning after we stayed there, just kind of barreled around the island a few times. Real real early in the morning before the... uh, Basically how it's set up is there's a a beginning time for people to go there. But if you're in the hotel, then of course, any time Mm -hmm. of the day and night, you can go out and walk around. Right. So we would get up before the first ferry came in and try to you know, barrel around and do our bike riding because once the ferry uh, people started coming in... It's too crowded. It's yeah. way too crowded. It's, it's really, really hard to have fun riding your bike because it's so easy mm-hmm. to have people be in your way. Or we would do it in the evening if right. when, when people left. And then everybody would leave and there'd be very few people there. There'd be the hotel, one hotel, and a few cabins, cottages, yeah. cabins where people could rent. And I didn't even see that people going around. We would go out at night and we'd yeah. walk around and the, and the twinkling was lights. Everything lit up. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. And, um, we stayed two nights, I think. Yeah. yeah. Had we known it would be so wonderful. Yeah. I could have sprung for one more night, I think. <laughs> it was so terrific. And the other thing that they had, well, first of all, we should say that in Korea, alcohol is really cheap. And it's really strong, too. (laughs) They don't hold back. And so, I mean, when I say cheap, I mean like a fraction, like a quarter of what it costs here. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing. It's cheap in Japan, too. They just don't have the syntax. I think they don't take the attitude of like... They're not Puritans. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so at the hotel uh, in the evening... I we, we had some drinks. We had, well, actually, just two, yeah. only two drinks. But it was strong. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't hold back. So I was like totally. She got happy. Um. I was really. I was really. Uh, <laughs> I was drunk. I would say I was at the very edge of tipsy into drunk. Oh, dude, you were reeling. At, <laughs> at certain moments, you were reeling. Yeah, I had to hold on to you. Yeah, <laughs> I really did. And so we went out, and then we walked around. Yeah, and mom gets so you know. Everybody has a different way of being drunk or gets different when they're drunk. Either it brings out something, like it brings out your anger, it brings out your emotionality. Her mom, it brings out her like happy, uh, <laughs> loving, uh, art loving <laughs> self. And she just can't stop going, I love you so much. Oh, oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, look at the art. Art is life. You know? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Well, anyway, what happened was, well, you were you were you were tipsy too. I was definitely, yeah. But you were handling it better, I think, than I was. Yeah. So anyway, there was this sky bike that they had, there, which I loved. Yeah, I wish it had been way longer. That would have been so cool. So but it's it, like the track that's yeah, thirty like, feet in the air. No, thirty. Do you think was that high? maybe twenty? Yeah, maybe twenty. But yeah. it certainly was more than twelve. Well overhead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well. So it was it was quite high up, and and basically you had a little cart. You'd sit in, and then you pedal it, and it would take you on the track around. I had wished it gone around the whole island. God, I loved that. I would have just done that over. It was and over. so fun. But and it was an aerial view. Yeah, but yeah. it was just so short, you know. And so anyway, we did it a couple of times, and, and it was very enjoyable. And so, <laughs> oh God, we went out. We went over there. We go. Man, wouldn't it be great if we could just do it now? Like, yeah. So we climbed up by the steps, and they had just this little chain yep. in, around the front. But we thought, well, maybe. So trusting of the crane. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. So. Unhook we'll, the chain, unhook you know. Unhook the chain and go around. So what we did is. 
We went to the ones in the back. <laughs> and, a terrible reasoning. And I, I know we were because we were both drunk. And I, I can't believe as a mother I allowed Zoe to do this. I got in the cart and Zoe gets in in front of the cart and, and all there's no safety mechanism here. No, no rails. Nothing underneath no. you aside from the rails. There's the just rails. the two. There's just the two rails that the wheels are on. So there's a big space in between. And Zoe gets her feet on there and she pushes the cart backwards <laughs> along the track. Along the track. And then for a while, and then get in, get in. So she hopped in, and then we pedaled back. <laughs> oh my God, this is so fun. There's nobody out. Yeah. Nobody out. There's no security or anything like that. And oh God, that was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> we felt so bad. <laughs> and then we went home, and then we were hungover the next day. But yeah. that's okay. <laughs> so that was probably the peak that of our adventure. Of our trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At one point, you wanted to sit on the bench and just look at the lights, and then you know some stumbling. And yeah, stuff. and then you you uh, you told me, you little nasty little girl, that you were recording me. I did. Yeah, I took some videos of her at dinner while we were having or while we were drinking. <laughs> You did? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I didn't aim it at your face, so you oh. can't see your face. I just wanted to record you talking to uh, me because <laughs> <laughs> there was a woman there, a, a couple oh, in the yeah, hotel. Yeah, she was wearing a beautiful jacket. Yeah, she had this, like, red jacket with, like, jet... I it was know. green. It was... Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember very well, apparently, but it was yeah. a beautiful jacket, and Mom kept saying to me, I want to go tell her I love her jacket. I want to go tell her I love her jacket. It's so beautiful. <laughs> she looks... Amazing. I wish I but, could say something. But see, I was, I was, and that's why I wasn't like totally drunk. Yeah. Because I knew in my inebriated state, I should not approach a stranger and talk to them. <laughs> 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 anyway, so we came back and we bought a bunch of Korean cosmetics because they're inexpensive and supposedly really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, basically I came home. Yeah, I think that was pretty much, those were the highlights. Except, and the bag was, Zoe gave me, she was traveling with just a bag, and she was trying to keep it light, so she gave me a bunch of stuff that she wanted me to bring back. The bag was so flippin' heavy. (laughs) It was horrible, because it didn't have wheels on it. Yeah. So I had to carry it. And I couldn't figure out, when I got to the airport, I could not figure out how to do that cart thing. Because you had to pay money and pull it out. I, I could not figure out how it worked. And so I, I carried it through the airport. It. it. was oh. probably like 50 pounds. Oh, was, I wasn't really thinking about Oh, it was more than that. that. It was more than that. Yeah. It was really, really heavy. I mean, I had to take three steps and stop. Three steps and stop. And then I got on the <laughs> bus. And plus, I was super, super tired. Oh, my gosh. I was Because so, I can't sleep on the plane. So I watched just watched movies some movies. And uh, but it was really fun. Yeah. It's fun to go to Korea, and uh, that's all I have to say about Korea. Do you have anything else you want to with your adventures? And yeah, I mean, I stayed a bit longer. Um, I also had another visitor. My partner David came and visited for a week. David um, Plow. <laughs> shout out to David Plow, and we did some fun stuff. Um, I had some friends who were kind of rowdy. They were from the university, and I was at a cafe, and they just came by and, and introduced themselves to me, basically. They were like, who are you, you white person? Um, and they took me out drinking a lot and taught me some Korean drinking games, which are really hilarious. <laughs> and um, we went to meals, and then they also invited us out to a baseball game. And so we got to oh, experience yeah. Korean baseball, which is like a huge phenomenon in Korea and Japan. And there were a bunch of students there, which was very interesting. A whole class of high school students. The game started at 8 p.m. or something, and then they all stand up because they have to go home and study so they can get into university because that determines the entire rest of your social status for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter what you do when you're in university. That's when all the kids party and stuff. But 
until then you're like a regimented high schooler and they all bow and everybody in the stadium cheers for them and says like good luck on your exam and stuff and they leave (laughs) the other fun thing about korean baseball is that they have cheerleaders for each team. Oh, cool. And the cheerleaders cheer the entire time. Uh-huh. So, like, the whenever the team is up to bat, they're, like, active. They get up on stage. They have coordinated dance moves. And they have a cheer for each baseball player. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they'll take, like, popular songs and, like, twist it to have the baseball player's name in it. The teams are international, so they're Americans and Europeans and stuff on these teams, too. It's really funny. And they're all sexy. And there's one dude in the front of the cheer squad who's leading the cheer. <laughs> a dude and, yeah of course of course yeah and uh <laughs> and then at one point like the baseball flew into the audience right above where my head was mm-hmm. and some old korean man picked it up and gave it to me Aww. um you know thanks for visiting and stuff it was Aww. really sweet and then i gave it to my who's actually a fan of the baseball team and yeah she was like a super fan um so she was stoked um well that was one thing that really stood out to me was just how friendly and open people were and interested in approaching a stranger. Um, yeah, and finding out who you are. Yeah. It, it, it is an interesting thing. There's another thing that I heard a news story, so that I thought, oh, well, how great. This is, this is a good part of the culture that I like is um, apparently, as you know, the K-drama stars and the, and the, and the singers, the, the K-pop people, aren't supposed to be in relationships. They're supposed to be single and and that is a big thing that's uh, supposedly required of them because then that way they can appear to be available and everyone can fantasize i mm-hmm. suppose well there was um in this and this is true this is not a drama there were a uh, man and a woman who were they they were dating each other and you know so there's rumors and stuff about it and so there was a sort of a I don't know if it was the Inquirer or but that was one like the National Enquirer but it was an American magazine over in Korea that was trying to make inroads there and they were publishing you know gossip and stuff like that and they followed the in the run and they caught them because what they would do is they go out at night and they just walk around and hold hands and you know like sounded very sweet to me mm-hmm. and but they were clearly in a relationship and they'd hug and and they got pictures of them and they plastered it all over like oh you know thinking their their sales is going to go up well the people of korea as a group apparently they were like this is not okay you're invading their privacy and even though they're supposed to be not dating they were like we the cultural norms just would not allow that and that that uh, newspaper had to close up wow and they that just would not fly in korea and that's one of the things i did notice is uh, i'm sure there's there's hate talking and troll in there too because uh, that's human but they seem as a culture to love their stars and love their famous people the people they've made famous i mean who do we make who makes them famous that's us right and so they embrace them, and they love them, and and all of that kind of stuff. Versus here, it's like, ooh, as soon as you're famous, how can we just rip you up, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, th- I feel like their media, at least in that respect, is less mean than it is here. And I think that reflects that openness and friendliness and so forth and interest in other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. 
I think that was a podcast episode, wasn't it? Yes. Um, you told me to listen to it, and I did. Oh, I think yeah. it was in Reply All, which yeah. is a really good, really good podcast. Yeah, so you can you can listen to it there. So I'm ready to talk about uh, some K dramas that we recommend. Yeah, let's do it. All right, all right. So, what do you think, Coffee Prince? Mm, Coffee I, ev- Prince. And everybody knows everybody who's into this knows Coffee Prince. But that's if you're true. if you're starting out, it's really a good one. It's, so that's a modern one. Yeah. Um, it's it's another um, woman masquerading as a man. Oh, that's right. That's right. And it, Drama. And it, but it revolves around coffee. Right, which is fun. And that's probably why we rented in the first place. Yeah, Because right. I've been a barista for so long. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's a really good one. And um, let's see. What else? Uh, my Beautiful Samson. Yep. She does not masquerade as a man in this one. But she's, quote unquote, fat and unattractive. And Samsung apparently is a old-fashioned kind of... Hmm unattractive name like Mil well, sorry to all the Mildreds out there, but some what we would think like Mildred or something where people say that's not a cool name. Mm-hmm. So and and the woman who played her is a very beautiful woman, but she put on that weight. And so you really it was very interesting to see her Yeah, and she's a pastry that. chef in the series yeah. and she's she's uh her like trope I guess is that she's very loud and and sort of she'll say what she thinks. Yeah. And she's really fiery and like she's kind of she like a Bridget Jones in a way a lot yeah without maybe um, without the sort of the insecurity but she's kind yeah. of Bridget Jonesy yeah from Bridget um, Jones Diary. which is great she's just like her character is just she can't help being who she is I love yeah I love that um, and the male in it is yeah. one of our very favorite yeah because he shows up again yeah in other ones that are our favorite Benny as I call him what is his <laughs> real name Ben something yeah we'll have to look that up yeah. too <laughs> Ben something anyway we call him Benny and he's just adorable oh he's so cute yeah love him to death he's also a stars in the secret garden which is another uh, one we recommend which another fantastic woman who does not pretend she's a, a male she is a stunt woman mm-hmm. and she's trying to break into this male dominated uh, line of work and uh, he's a rich uh, rich kind of snooty guy who kind of gets his own way and th- that's really a good one they oh yeah that's right they switch bodies they don't switch they? bodies yeah. yeah so that's kind of how they they learn to live another's experience yeah, yeah. yeah. literally <laughs> um, and they do that really well i think they have a lot of fun with the idea of if you switched bodies with someone especially someone of a different gender, gender. very funny yeah what would you do <laughs> yeah. what was another really good one that we watched um give them at least one or two more Boys Over Flowers, Flowers, of course, is like a classic one adapted from a Japanese anime. But I have to tell you, she does get uh, roofied. That's true, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's... You have have to accept a lot of gender politic uh, questionability there. Yeah, there's... That's another thing that's interesting about watching each series is because over the last three decades or so that these shows have been produced the way they have, you can see a lot of change. Like, there's some really problematic stuff about it and a lot of the tropes, like... The, the mean girl who's trying to cut the main girl down and just bullies her and she gets her comeuppance because none of the boys like her, you know. And I've seen that change in a lot yeah. of the more recent shows. Women tend to be more friends. Oh! They become friends right. or, like, learn to understand each other, stuff like that. Oh, right. And that brings up the um, interesting one, um, my... My Love from Another, from another star. star. Yeah, that was one of our favorites. That was terrific. That's a sci-fi um, yeah. series. You've got an alien. 
mm-hmm. who's the the lead male, who can stop time, who can stop time. You and you have going back in time, and, well, at least they go back in time in terms of showing you the past. Yeah, and then we also have a serial killer, right? So it's combined with kind of a thriller element. Yeah, it was it was beautifully done, and the lead woman is sort of like a Korean Lucille Ball, and that's a compliment. She's, yeah, her yeah. her personality She's really is supposed funny. to be. Yeah. <laughs> her personality is supposed to be bad and she's supposed to be this like terribly selfish narcissistic actress but but she, the actress does the comedy so well right and 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 shows the insecurity yeah. so it, it kind of cracks that a little bit even there's a lot of chimek in there too yeah she eats chimek a lot that's where we got it that's where i think where we really got Probably. it from because we watched um, this before we went to korea it's worth noting that there's also pimek which is pizza and beer oh okay yeah. okay so do we have any other hmm I think if we think of any, we'll have to add them to the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. For Korea. Woo, the good woo, Korea. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> and we did not go to the DMZ, the de- demilitarized zone. No. So we can't can't speak on that subject. No. But we had a wonderful time. We did. Highly recommend visiting. And a year afterwards, I was thinking, oh, I miss Korea. I know. <laughs> we'll have to go back sometime. Yeah. Hey, final note. This is to my buddy, Charles. We've lost touch, and if you're listening to the podcast, I sure would like to hear from you. You've got my email address. Please feel free to shoot me an email, and I'll shoot you back my uh, my contact information. Imagine my